Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Liet Science of Thrill Thursday. Sadly, the topic isn't that thrilling, I believe, today, but we're here with uh, Smart Top Bullfrog Spas Honda's Shane McElrath, who's been missing in action for a couple weeks now. Um, and even then, after making a late debut in the 450 class. So, Shane, uh, we're here at your home in Canyon Lake, and uh, you just got home from the doctors, as a matter of fact, right? I did, yeah. So today is, uh, uh, what is today, Wednesday? Wednesday after the last Arlington round, and I got an uh, epidural in my back, which is a shot of cortisone. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I was able to get into today because we were wanting to try to get in as quick as possible. And our original plan was I wasn't going to be able to get it done until... Uh, next Wednesday. So I uh, found out last night about 9.30 that I was able to go to a different doctor today. And yeah, so it uh, it's feeling good so far, but we'll, we'll see how, how it goes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the back injury is something that flared up initially um, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. It was during the Nationals. And it's funny to think of a young athlete, super fit guy like you having a back issue. You usually associate that with like yeah older people and stuff mm -hmm. but the fact is is motocross is brutal on the spine right yeah um so is this the same injury flaring up it kind of is uh it's it's not as bad as last time like we kind of i guess got a little bit ahead of it or called it before it, it got too bad mm -hmm. um the first time it happened it was really like out of nowhere um and then that lasted for about a month before we actually decided to get to figure something out with it because I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know why it happened. We'll just like, it went away. And so we kind of got back to work and then it was like, oh, it came back again. And then, so we kind of did that for a couple of weeks and finally it was like, okay, we need to figure out what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's uh, not, not uh, normal for younger guys to have back problems and everybody that I've really talked to and have kind of helped me with what to what to do moving forward. A lot of them are older guys, and that's just kind of the norm. I mean, they've had years of just life on their back, and um, me, on the other hand, haven't really uh, compared to a lot of other people. It just with with what we do, uh, our bodies go through a lot. So mm -hmm. it's uh, this time. It's, it was probably like late November where I started kind of getting like little hints of it, but it, it wasn't like that big of a deal. It just, my back was tired and it would get sore after riding and I would just kind of like rest up and even in between riding days, it was like it, it would rest and be good until the next riding day. And then I, at the end of the day, it would be sore and tired and that, that kind of there, that kind of like gradually progressed and I want to say it was some it was a week in December when I was so coming into my 450 year I, I felt pretty behind just with the the year we had last year uh, with racing outdoors into uh, almost mid-October and I had about I I pretty much did test riding uh, different bikes up until the end of October. And then I had about two weeks off before I started 
uh, back on the bike with the Moto Concepts team. Mm -hmm. And so I felt, uh, I was about two months behind what we normally would be going into a regular season. And so I kind of had the mentality of like, well, I, I need to catch up. I need to try and figure things out quick. And last year, uh, my last year in 250s, like working with Gareth Swanepoel, we learned that, especially in the off season, like I do for my body, I do really good with three day weeks. Um, four days was just a little bit too much in one week for me to be able to recover and do a good week next week. So um, the first time my back really kind of acted up uh, recently was, uh, I think it was early, early or mid-December when I had I had a really good Thursday, which was my my third day of riding for the week, and Swanee kind of left it up to me, like, hey, if you feel good, uh, you can ride another day, like a fourth day, which had been on a Friday. And after Thursday, I felt pretty good, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it. Friday would be a, a light day, and so he's like, okay, that's fine. I didn't have much on my schedule, and after Friday, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad, but just having Saturday and Sunday to rest wasn't really enough. And so I went to ride Monday again, and I, I don't think I made it through half of the day. And mm -hmm. I was like, dude, I, I can't ride anymore. And so we kind of agreed collectively uh, with Swanee and the team, like, we'll take the rest of the week off, uh, let it calm down, realize I shouldn't have done the fourth day because it was, it was kind of like management and that was where I got a little ahead of myself and and it, it kind of came back to bite me and so uh, we kind of recovered from that and then we started like progressing progressing but then it was like the the harder days of riding I would need a little more time to rest and then I would rest up and then ride for a couple more days hard and then I'd need to rest a little bit and that's pretty much what I did. Well, then I, I got hurt with uh, the week after Christmas. I separated my shoulder. And I had four weeks off the bike uh, during that time. So mm -hmm. from, uh, I think it was Tuesday after Christmas, maybe even Wednesday, uh, to I think it was after the first round, or the third round of Houston, I started riding. And that whole time off was like, okay, let's, let's rest my shoulder. I stayed on the spin bike every day because Joy and I also got COVID. So it was like, we, we were stuck inside. Swanee had, I had an hour and a half on the spin bike every single day. And at the end of that period, I couldn't get my back to hurt me. Like it was like, I could, I could move around. I could do all this stuff. And I, I couldn't feel anything pain wise that I was feeling before. So I'm like, sweet. Well, my first day back on the bike, I decided to go ride two days of outdoors the week before I was supposed to jump back on, into Supercross because I wasn't really sure how my shoulder was going to hold up because it was still pretty weak. So mm -hmm. uh, I went and rode at State Fair, and I just had outdoor suspension, which it, or Supercross suspension, which is pretty stiff, but uh, that track is pretty tight, and the ruts were pretty choppy. And after the first day of riding, like my back was super sore. And I, I didn't think I was going to be able to ride the next day. Uh, and it was just getting my feet wet, like just putting some laps in, filling my shoulder out. 
And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to go try and ride and, and do what I can just to try and help my body uh, adapt to uh, riding again. And the second day was actually a little better. And then I started back on Supercross and really picked it up from there. Uh, and things were, were doing okay throughout like my, I guess, training and bike time leading up to Orlando. Like I was, uh, I think it was the Tuesday before Orlando. Like I had my best day of training that I've had best mm -hmm. day of motos. And I'm like, sweet, let's go, let's go race. And really since the first Orlando, like adding travel into my like training and rest routine, it almost kind of overloaded to where I couldn't quite recover in between riding sessions, whether that's the race day and, or uh, training days or whatever. And um, leading up, even after Daytona, it was like, all right, let's, I, I need to figure something out. I, I wasn't happy with my riding and it was just like, all right, we, we need to be better. Well, then we had one day of riding and testing before or in between Daytona and before we went to uh, Arlington. And I couldn't even ride half, half the day that day. It was just like so bad uh, that I couldn't hardly get in the truck to drive home. Like it was just mm -hmm. super sore, super sensitive. Couldn't hardly move my hips. And then from Tuesday to uh, Arlington, I was supposed to ride press day on Friday. And after Tuesday, I was like, okay, this, this doesn't feel very good. Like I just need to rest so that I can race. Well, my rest that I did, nothing really changed up until uh, press day. And we flew Thursday night to Arlington and I bent down to get my, my backpack from under the seat and my back like locked up. It just mm. spasmed and like took my breath away. And I'm like, oh no. And that's, that's kind of what it was doing a couple years ago. That's mm -hmm. when I kind of knew that something was wrong. So I just was immediately like discouraged. I'm like, dude, this, this isn't good. Like I haven't had this, this exact problem in a long time, but it's not a good sign. So we decided not to ride on press day to try and figure out if I was gonna be able to ride on Saturday ended up making the call because I, I don't know if I would have been able to go around the track on Saturday. And then I ended up getting an MRI on Monday uh, at a local Dallas imaging center. And uh, it showed that I do have a, a bulge disc in my L4 to L5, which is one of the two that I had previous issues with. So um, it's not, it's not as bad, but it's, it's on its way there if we, we don't address it. So, yeah. yeah. And so are you having really bad, the, the sciatic pain down your leg as well? Uh, this time, no. Um, like I said, I think we've called it pretty good, but I had the muscle spasms and kind of the locking up uh, two different times. Mm -hmm. And another time was Saturday night at, at Arlington, the first Arlington watching the race. Uh, just sitting in the stands, like I'd been sitting there kind of just like, supporting myself and uh, I had my shoes off 
Mm-hmm. Well, I bent down to put my shoe on and I, I about couldn't get out of my seat. It was just like, it locked up and I'm just like, I can't, can't hardly sit back up to then stand up. And so that, from, that was the worst it had been. And from then on, it was, it was really stiff for about two days. Like I couldn't hardly, hardly move for about two days. But uh, Monday, we were able to get in to do that MRI. And since then, I haven't, I haven't done anything other than kind of, we flew back to California uh, after the third Dallas round. And I've been seeing my doctors trying to get in to get an epidural since then to see if this will really like accelerate the, the healing process. Because mm-hmm. the first time it happened, we just had some time, let it, let it rest on its own and started with some therapy and this time it's like we don't we don't have much time so mm-hmm. let's let's see what this next step will will get us okay the time frame uh team manager tony lessie spoke of was like three months mm-hmm. when i took him on the phone obviously there's not three months left in the supercross season and the team is a supercross only team right yeah um, was your deal just for this year or is it multi-year uh no it's just for one year yeah okay so this puts you in a crazy predicament mm-hmm. right um you want to on one hand you want to go out and show your worth yeah to maintain a ride or get a new ride yep. but the other time you're in excruciating pain so yeah um what yep. is your uh what is your game plan from here and, and hopes that's a, that's a good question yeah. it's uh it's super hard and it's it's hard to just even talk about it because i mean a lot of, especially in this industry, a lot of people say or hold it to you like you're only as good as your last race. Well, my last race, I, I didn't qualify for the main event. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, so for this year in my rookie year, I've, I've entered three races and I've completed two of them. And that's the bummer part for me is like, I'm, I'm a competitor and I wanna, I wanna be out there. I wanna progress, I wanna learn. And this year, I haven't, I haven't really been able to do any of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my bike is really good. I feel like the team is really good. I just haven't been given like a, a real shot. And since I started racing at the first Orlando, it's like my health has kind of went downhill. And that's the hard part is I have all these people telling me like you need to, yeah, I think you train too much. You need to train a little less. And it's like, talking with Swanee, I'm like, dude, I, if I do anything less, I won't be doing anything. And mm-hmm. that's, that's been the hard part is he even looked back at, at our training schedule last year and with where we're at right now in the, in the season, I haven't even done half of what I did last year. And that was for the 250 class. So mm-hmm. it's disappointing and it's discouraging, but at the same time, like I, I feel like I am capable it's just, it's, it's been a tough year, especially to come off my best year that I've ever had yeah. to then go into like, okay, new team, new class. Like I'm, I'm ready to learn and I'm willing to learn, but then it's like not really getting to take advantage of all those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the hard part is at this point, my training has take, taken a big hit. I, ha- I haven't been able to ride in over two weeks now. And so it's hard to think about the potential decisions we have to make. And 
I mean, me, I'm a racer. Like, I want to be out there racing. And my job is to race, and I want to be there with the team. And, and that's what's hard for me is, like, what, what is the ultimate decision that we have to make? Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm not sure. That's kind of why we, we got the, the epidural is to see if this will help us progress quicker than, than last time and just taking it kind of, uh, I guess, naturally and letting it heal on its own. But um, that's what we're also trying to figure out is what, what, what does our schedule look like? What, does, yeah. what, what could it be like? So, yeah. Okay. Uh, you are one of the uh, 450D class rookies this year. Mm-hmm. I think of all of them, you are the most highly decorated, right? Like mm-hmm. several wins in the 250 class. Um, a lot of people had high expectations for you, mm-hmm. I'm sure, including yourself. Um, then you come in and you whole shot your first heat yeah. and you almost win the dang thing, right? Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, like I've talked to Brandon Hartraff, mm-hmm. who just came off the 250 Troy Lee KTM team in, and we're buddies and on the starting line, or staging area of the second race, he's like, hey, Don, man, I moved up too soon. Yeah. This is gnarly. The 450 class is gnarly. Like, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have bigger bikes, more competitors, longer race on a torn-up track, right? Mm-hmm. But what is your impression thus far of the 250 class of the only you know races yeah. you've been able to compete in? Uh, it's It's been a big eye-opener. Like, I'm a fan of the sport, and so I, I watch everything. I watch everything multiple times also like all the past years uh, all the races how how everybody did throughout the year and just so coming into this year it's like okay I've watched all these guys race um, I've ridden with a lot of the guys at one point uh, but then there's some people that I've never raced against out there so I knew that it, it was obviously a big feat um, the last couple years especially since uh, Dungey retired, it's like nobody has won consecutive championships. And race wins are kind of all over the board. Like there, there's a handful of guys that will, will get a race win every year. And like they're all really good dudes, but then the whole pack of riders right behind them, they're like pretty much the same speed. They might mm-hmm. not have the same endurance or the same, uh, I guess, intensity like longevity wise but dude they're they're all really good and i think we see that in qualifying and then especially in the races like this the start is everything but in qualifying you see how close everybody can be and so that really poses a big challenge for each rider it's like how do i separate myself and i feel like i'm a good starter and my, my very first start uh, in the heat race was a whole shot. And so since then, I've, I've went downhill a little bit, but that felt natural to me. That was like, at first couple laps, I'm like, holy crap, I, dude, I'm out here. I'm, I'm like pretty much shaking while I'm riding, but I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Like settle down. But it's like, I've, I've never raced these guys and now I'm leading them. So I'm like, dude, where are they catching me? Like, I, I need to go faster, but I'm like trying to be smooth. And so leading Eli for a couple laps, that was, that was pretty crazy. But then once Eli got by me, I was like, okay, settle down. Mars started catching me. I'm like, no, like I, I was in the lead for a little bit. Like, let me just like start flowing. And then I was fine. But it, it's, it's crazy because everybody is so close. 
you can't just make a mistake and then take a section to regroup because there's a whole pack of riders on you. And that's, that's the biggest thing coming from the 250 classes. No, nobody cares who you are. Nobody cares what, <laughs> what bike you're on or how long you've been there or whatever. It's like, if you, if you slip up or show like one little bit of hesitation, somebody's going to run it in on you. And that's cool. That's, that's really going to teach me a lot. And that's something I need to be better at. But it was happening really quick for me. And that was something I, I was expecting. I didn't know quite the level it was going to be at. But uh, those guys are very good. And I, I have, I guess, more respect for them now. Like I, I get to watch everything, like I said before, and being a 250 guy. I, ne I never really compared 250 to 450 like time-wise I'm, I'm more so compared like okay this guy just moved up to the 450 class and I used to race against him and I've, I've progressed in these areas where where he used to be a little better than me and so it's kind of a learning curve uh, for everybody and I kind of base myself on that learning curve um, not necessarily 250 against 450 so it's mm -hmm. been it's been a big uh, eye-opener uh, for sure and I'm tell like at the second, the second Orlando, I struggled bad. My back was really bothering me, and I, I, I didn't know if I was even going to be able to ride the night show. Like I was just like not, not really able to move, and we were just trying to get through, trying to get through. And I made it through the the LCQ, and that was like the biggest relief. I'm like, I can't believe that just happened. I think I passed, I think I passed Brandon on the last lap. And it was, uh, I was just like, dude, I, I, I'm just at a loss right now. I'm just glad to be here. And that ended up being my, my best race so far. Well, out of the two. Uh, but it was just like, dude, these guys are tough. And racing in the LCQs, like. It's a you, bloodbath. <laughs> if you get a bad start, I mean, those guys don't just. Like you don't just go by those guys. You still have to race everyone. You still have to pass everyone, and it's like the LCQ level's high. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 You know what gets me is uh, the fans that don't really understand mm -hmm. how gnarly the 450 class is, yeah. right? Like uh, your teammate Vince Freezy. Yeah. You know he gets so much crap, and I, I don't know how that guy can. Well, obviously, he doesn't look at social media and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. You, how he could can't. he? Right? But uh, I'll get in there sometimes on our YouTube channel, and mm -hmm. I'll defend him because people yeah. will just talk crap. It's like, yeah. oh, Freezy, you should retire. You're, you're, a, you're a hazard in the mains. And, blah, blah. and I'm like, dude, do you realize he makes almost every main? Yep. And at every race, there's yeah. 30, 30 guys that wish they did, you yeah. know? And, and mm -hmm. on top of it, he gets a good start. Well, he only gets, he only does good because he gets good starts. Yeah. Go, well, hey, starting is part of it. Yeah. You Execution know, is, you know? is what does it. That's, you know, how, yeah. how badly does Eli wish he had Freezy's starting technique? His yeah. career would be different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's all part of it. But yeah, it is truly gnarly. If you make a main, you're mm -hmm. one of the gnarliest guys in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, you know, Alex Ray, our, mm -hmm. our buddy yeah. co-host, uh, you know, he makes mains and it's like, 
we think of him as knucklehead Alex that hangs out with us, right? But yeah. he's gnarly. He yeah. makes mains main yeah. events, and, mm -hmm. you know, as have you. And yeah. it's just funny to think that a guy like you has won, swept motocross nationals, mm -hmm. won supercrosses multiple times. Mm -hmm. You know, you've had to race in an LCQ. Yeah. Why do you think people misunderstand the level of intensity there? Yeah, honestly, I'm not sure. It's the the problem is like, well, I don't I don't necessarily know that it's a problem, but it's like for this year, there was Chase, there was Dylan, Brandon, and myself all moved up. So there there's four guys that have all gotten podiums in the 250 class. Mm -hmm. Well, nobody else other than Chad Reed, nobody else has retired in the last couple of years. So it's almost like backfilling everything. And I, I see, I follow a couple pages on Instagram that it's, it's kind of turned into a joke, like Wilson being the king of LCQs. But it's like, dude, through 10th place is stacked in, in each qualifier or each heat race. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, oh, like somebody fell. It's like, dude, there was 10 dudes right in a row and the back one happened to be Wilson or something mm -hmm. or somebody else. Yeah. And that's that's what's crazy is the depth and a guy like brayton who is one of the older guys in the class like those guys they don't go downhill like with like uh year after year experience like they they may not uh take things as serious in certain areas they may not uh, put so much emphasis on these other areas for, for small differences, but it's like they still know how to execute and they still have all that experience. And so for like myself and the rookies coming up, it's like, oh, we just go and we race race guys and we're just going to pass guys like we're used to. Mm -hmm. But it, that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. And so the depth of it is what's crazy is like the, the level is, is gradually increasing. Everybody wants to be better. Everybody makes progress each year. And experience is, is huge. And so for some of the older guys in the class, it's like there, there may be times where five or six guys throughout the year will squeeze in a win and then not have another podium all year. But it's like a lot of them are past champions in the 250 class. A lot of them are past champions in the 450 class and mm -hmm. race winners. And so that's, uh, it's, I think it's understated a lot how deep it is. And especially like as of recent years, I don't think people quite understand, like just seeing it from uh, the four years, four years in a row, RV1, then three years to Dungey, it was like, there was a pretty big gap between like the top few and then everybody else. Mm -hmm. And between a lot of the younger guys coming up and some of the older guys still staying fit, still gaining experience, it's just brought that level uh, a lot closer while adding more people in there. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, especially within the last three to four years, if, if you've been like a new fan, you don't really understand that it hasn't always been like this. Like there's been more of a dominant few guys yeah. uh, in years past. And so that's, that's not really the case anymore. Yeah. Okay. As a fan who watches everything, what has been the biggest surprise to you of 2021 in the 450 class? 
as a fan? Uh, probably. Uh, that's that's tough. I would say I I wish I I would or I wish Eli could get on one of his like long winning streaks where he just win win win. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just the at all the Dallas rounds like seeing Cooper sweep those. I've, I've raced against Cooper for a long time and I've watched Cooper for a long time and I know how he races and he was just not really gelling with the track on at the last round and I know from watching him like if he's close to the front around halfway then then it's over for whoever is is leading if it's not Cooper and he just watching him struggle a little bit in his heat race i knew that would fire him up and then for him to go out there and i could tell he was digging deep like around halfway just by how he was riding Mm -hmm. and it was uh it was pretty impressive to see him pretty much have to dig that deep the whole main event to to get that win because I know how Cooper can kind of settle in behind guys and just kind of like wear him out and kind of tease him a little bit, like let him let him think he's he's settled, mm-hmm. but then he'll attack. And he, I don't think he was really able to do that normal thing that he does at the last round. Yeah, he was and he was gassed when he crossed dude, the finish line. I'm telling you, I it was cool to see that because I, I've been on the web wagon for a while. And I've grew up racing against him. I have a lot of respect for him. And he's one of the hardest guys to race just because of his, his personality and his attitude. And to see him do that, like in the stands, I was just like, I, I know what he just did. And I, I can't believe he did it. So mm. that was cool. For yeah. you as a racer, uh, what is the toughest part? Is it the physical aspect or is it the racecraft, the mental toughness and you have to be clever uh i think like the mental side and like the racecraft and cleverness i think i've never really been or had had to i think i've never really had to learn that yet um i would say probably racing cooper throughout like the years has probably taught me the most because for him, it was more of a consistent thing. Whereas other riders, it's like they would have days where they're like, they're like on and they're really on or days where they're just like, eh. But with Cooper, it was like kind of like I could, I was almost defeated before I was lined up, I guess. Um, but just with his racecraft and how I had to race against him, that's what, I would say up until now, that's probably been one of the hardest, hardest things for me is like I haven't had to do that a lot. And so that's probably a big weak spot for me. So uh, like in 2019, coming into 2019, I was like, okay, this is my last year in the 250 class. I expected myself to just go and, and win everything and then move up to a 450 class. Well. 2019, I had my back problem. I missed a lot of Supercross, kind of struggled through outdoors. And then in 2020, I had my best year uh, of 
not only riding, but like experience-wise. Like after getting second in the championship to Chase, uh, leaving Salt Lake, I was like, obviously wanted to win, but just kind of reflecting back at the year, I was like, dude, I learned so much this year. Like I back learned. There was a lot that I missed out on in my younger years that it was like, dude, I had to go through these things now, which I should have already been through, but it was like that, that was part of this. And so I was excited about everything that I learned last year, uh, just with myself, with the team, with bike setup, with everything. So it was uh, a good year of learning, but then coming into this year, Obviously, I like I'm with the year we had last year with late outdoors. Uh, I mean, I'm I feel like I'm very underprepared to go race, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I need to race to get experience, and I need to race to to help my body progress, and I need to race to figure out the 450 in a race situation, and I need to race to learn the class and the riders and the just the the level that that those guys race at how each guy races and so that was kind of why we decided to go race at orlando one was like i had two weeks on the bike after separating my shoulder and it was like really weak at first but it was like okay well i got to where i could do some motos and be aggressive and it's like okay well there there's no reason we we can't go race i mean i, I just need to to get some gate drops and so that's what we we decided to do, but it's uh, it's super important to have that experience. I mean, uh, even some of the other rookies like uh, Dylan and Chase and Brandon, it's like they're each having their own little struggles. Like Dylan got a podium at one, and and it was like he was like super excited. He's like, I I can't believe that just happened, and mm-hmm. and it's like he rode he rode really good. But he's rode really good at a lot of them, and he's been ninth, he's been tenth, and so same with Chase. It's like it just speaks of the depth and the execution. Even going back to Freeze, it's like to get into the main event takes execution. And uh, I mean, we can make excuses all we want, but it's like, dude, if you get a bad start in the heat and you don't pass enough people, you're gonna have a bad gate pick in the LCQ. Well, then you, if you don't get a good L, start in the LCQ, you got to pass a lot more people to get to fourth. And like the execution has to be there from the very beginning. And that's what is super hard to do because everybody in the class is good at execution. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a big learning curve and that's, that's what uh, I need to work on. And especially right now with, with kind of being down, it's like mentally, that's where I study more. I watch more. I'm like, okay, what, what does this guy do? What does this guy do? How do they execute so repetitively? And, and what can I take from it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, right now you just had the epidural to mm-hmm. test yourself. Um, the team is not an outdoor team. Uh, if the opportunity for a fill-in on a national ride came up, uh, would you take that? Would it hurt your chances with Moto Concepts next year? I mean, I'm sure you've thought about your options at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a, it's, that's a tough question because one, so like we kind of talked with the team about doing outdoors this year and that was discussed a little bit uh, 
kind of in negotiations before Supercross. Then I got hurt, that pushed me back. Uh, then I've had my back problem, that pushed me back. So we haven't even addressed outdoors at all. Um, for me, I want to race. I don't know if I'll be able to race, mainly because my back. And mm -hmm. in order to be able to go race, I need to be able to train. And in order to be able to train, I need to be able to consistently do something. And that's where it's so hard to make that decision like right now is like, I don't want to ride off racing the last few supercrosses. Some say it may be a long shot, but it's like, I want to, I want to see how this shot will progress things, how it'll help us kind of get, get ahead again. And if, I mean, I don't know when outdoor starts, like probably a week or two after the last supercross and, that's a tough, a tough uh, thing to get ready for, to get ready for the start of, given my current situation. So, um, full year, partial year, or season in outdoors, I'm not sure. Uh, I wanna, I wanna honor Moto Concepts. Like it's a six month deal, and it ends at the last Supercross race, and so I wanna. I want to honor the team. I want to the time, honor the time that we have right now um, and kind of take things step by step and see where that ends up. And if we need to make decisions to go elsewhere or to, to race for this team, then I think that we'll address all those with as much integrity as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's kind of hard to tell where, where that'll go right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some guys in, in the sport, you know, that have always been uh, injury prone or have mm -hmm. bad luck and all that. And, uh, you know, with this back things flaring up again for you, uh, I know, I know that your, your faith is very strong. Mm -hmm. That's got to be something that you're relying heavily on right now. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it'd be easy for a person to say, why me? Mm -hmm. I think, but uh, yeah. in such an uh, important time of your career, your 450 debut, mm -hmm. Supercross only contract and everything. Yep. It's like, why this, why now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it's been tough and I'd probably be lying if that didn't cross my mind. Um, but I don't really give it, give it much say so in my life, really. Uh, I'd say a couple years ago, when I first had the problem, it was like, I've never heard anybody else have this problem and what do we do to fix it? How do we fix it? Is it something long-term or what? Um, kind of worked through that and then didn't have any problem last year. And then this year, well, actually, so kind of in outdoors last year and through now, like there's been some other guys that have started having back problems. So it is kind of encouraging to know that, okay, I'm not like singled out and how I go and talk to some of these other guys and be like, Hey dude, what works for you? I'm, I'm trying to find anything. And so we can kind of bounce off each other. Um, and a lot of them are Christians also. So it's uh, like for me, every time I've had an injury, it gives me time to kind of to dig, to think, to reflect on, okay, what have I been doing? I've, for us in our, in our sport and our job, like everything we do is constant. And that's, that's one of the, most overwhelming parts is if we're not 
riding, then we're training. If we're not training, we're uh, resting. If we're not resting, we're eating and sleeping. And so it's like our social lives are dedicated to our job also. And, and that's what's hard is like we, we're always kind of focusing ahead. Mm-hmm. And we're not really getting to analyze, okay, what got us here? What do we need to get rid of? And with injuries, it's it's a hard position to be in, but it's a great season to be in. Like, as far as spiritually and mentally, it's like, okay, time to dig into the Word, time to uh, work on our marriage, or like, okay, are we having problems? Are we, just where are we? And that's, uh, that's been, I guess, one of the positives of injuries is like, okay, let's slow down a little bit. Let's analyze uh, our faith. Let's analyze our walk, our marriage, our relationships, and what's holding us back. What is, uh, what is some garbage that we need to get rid of? And that's, that's what I read in, in God's Word is that... Uh, Jesus is on flat ground. He's, he's unwavering. And that's where I find peace and hope because, I mean, especially in motocross, it's just so up and down. And, and you hear all the, the top guys on the, the podium all the time, like, I'm just trying not to have my highs too highs and my lows too lows. And it's like there, there kind of is an answer to that, and it's, it's more of an eternal answer. So it's hard to do and hard to go through, but it's – I mean, we're, we're refined by fire. Our faith is refined by fire, and that's, that's uh, not what people like to hear, but it's what produces growth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, man, I sure hope the best for you. Thank you. I hope this, epi- I hope, I hope this epidural uh, yeah. works wonders. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you planning on seeking out any other uh, maybe non-traditional treatment to help accelerate the healing process i mean um i'm not sure we were kind of i've seen three different doctors now just in the last couple days and we've kind of got mixed emotions or mixed answers uh the doctor i've seen today he was really uh uplifting he was super confident he was just uh, I guess encouraging because he's like, dude, you're you're 26 years old, your body is really healthy. Your body doesn't necessarily need extra help. Like, just do like a few things that you're able to do from your house or go to a swimming pool or whatever, and like your body is gonna work really good. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, we are. Well, I tell people I'm a a fine-tuned race machine, <laughs> and which we all are, but. Um, I mean, from what I eat, what I drink, how how I sleep, everything kind of plays into it, and so that's what uh, that's kind of what my game plan is: is just kind of see what what the shot does for me, and as well as just normal like therapy, um, mm-hmm. stretching and mobility stuff. Um, but that's really kind of all I'm looking for right now. Yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time tonight. It's always good to catch up with you. And uh, keep us posted, will you? I will. Yeah, I will. Thank you. All right, you guys, thanks for uh, checking in on this week's uh, Science of Thrill Thursday with Shane McElrath.